Welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of farmers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the Forager, and I'm joined by... Your friendly fisherman, Justin. Oh, didn't see you there. Just came out of the mine. It's Adam. And the gardener, Debbie. And uh, today we are going to be talking about Stardew Valley, the board game. Not the not the video game from which it sort of spawned. Um, this is new. I don't know. We got a... We got a the, the tabletop simulator thingy at, that Adam, I don't know, somehow got his paws on. Yeah, I had a developer um, implementation coffee. <laughs> I know people. <laughs> oh, you know people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exciting. It wasn't illicit at all, so that's good. Uh, good good thing that, uh, that, that it was on the up and up since we're going to be talking about it and we're not actually a bunch of thieves. Anyway, so uh, this is a game. It's a game about farming. And farming is is a lot of what you're going to do, although some of us apparently would rather be not farming. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the <laughs> developer description or the description on Board Game Geek here. A cooperative board game of farming and friendship based on the Stardew Valley video game by Eric Barone. Work together with your fellow farmers to save the valley from the nefarious Jojamart Corporation. To do this, you'll need to farm fish friend and find all kinds of different resources to fulfill your grandpa's goals and restore the community center. Collect all kinds of items, raise animals, and explore the mine. Gain powerful upgrades and skills, and as the seasons pass, see if you're able to protect the magic of Stardew Valley. Uh, yeah, so, um... Stardew Valley is a is a it's a, it's a board game and it is a it, it was a video game. It started off as a video game in the uh, vein of Harvest Moon. If you've ever played one of those games where you just you just you get a farm in the video game, you're basically this like rundown uh, corporate drone uh, who is just in a cubicle all the time and is super sad. I wouldn't know anything about that. And you get a uh, you get a farm gifted you by your your grandpa. And you go and you farm on it because you're like, fuck this. I don't need to go. I don't need to be sitting here and do this. I'm going to go become a farmer. And so you you go off to Stardew Valley to uh, make uh, make a name for yourself, repair the farm, uh, and uh, sort of just try to make a living, basically, and you know try to make some friends and shit. Uh, Stardew Valley, the board game is essentially the same sort of conceit. Uh, you have a farm with uh, grandpa's grandpa's goals on it. So uh, uh, that's that's sort of the driving force behind the game is that there's these, I think there's a pile of eight goals and you deal out four of them. And those are what you're going to need uh, to, uh, in part, to win the game. So you'll be trying to strive to completing these goals. Alongside the goals is the community center, uh, which is something that you need to start to build... Uh, the community center is something that you need to sort of restore in order to win the game. And it, in the video game, it's sort of like inhabited by weird fairy creatures um, that I don't remember the names to. Uh, but Junios. And uh, so you're going to be also trying to fulfill these other goals as you go through the game. And there's six of those bad boys, which correspond to the six different rooms that are inside the community center. Um, so that's sort of the, the driving force behind the game. Everybody gets a pawn uh, as a farmer. I guess we're all just big old family of four people when we played this. Uh, everyone gets their occupation. So I was the forager. Adam was the miner. Justin was the uh, fisherman. And Debbie was the gardener or farmer, I guess. No, not farmer. What, what Were you actually gardener? Uh, yeah, I think so. And each one of these professions is going to be able to get upgrades throughout the game. 
as well as everyone's going to start off with a starting tool. So you get your watering can, a hoe, a fishing rod, and and a pickaxe, uh, which you generally give to the people who are going to be doing those tasks the most. And so uh, once you've done that, it's kind of off to the races because there's not much else that that goes on. You uh, you get yourself three gold as a communal pot. All the money and, and, and the other resource hearts are all shared amongst you. Um, the game is divided up into four seasons. Uh, once you've completed essentially a year, the game is over, and you you're and if you haven't fulfilled all of Grandpa's goals and gotten the community center up and running by the end of that, you you're that that's when you lose. As soon as you get all those things done, you win, but you only have the four seasons to go through. You start in spring. Uh, you are going to be building up a seasons deck, which is going to consist of four cards per season, which have uh, different shit on them. Um, which will come up during the first phase of the game, which I'll go over in a little bit. Um, as well as there's like cards for items, there's cards for events, there's cards for epic items, there's also villagers that you are trying to befriend, and all of these things sort of interplay amongst one another. Um, sorry, I also missed the fishing tracks. There's like a track in the bottom left-hand corner where there's fish, and the fish, you try to catch the fish by rolling dice, and then when they're, when they're gone, it fills up. Sometimes the fish go away, and then refill the little track in the bottom. Anyway... Um, there's a, there's a ton going on. I'm probably going to gloss over quite a bit of it, uh, just so that we can get to talking about this game in general. Uh, but the, the general play of the game is that the, there's three phases. There's the event phase, there's the planning phase, and then there's the actions phase. So in the seasons phase, you flip over the top card of the season deck and it will tell you kind of what happens during the season. So there's a bunch of just random stuff that happens. So it can be things like all of your crops become better or uh, you just get like a free watering so that your crops can be closer to being able to be harvested and sold or given away. Um, there's also bad things like the uh, crows come by and start eating your veggies. Uh, there are Joja tiles that show up where Joja Mart just comes in as like, I don't know, stops your animals from getting fed or some shit and makes it harder to work. Um, and there's also like, uh, you know, migration of the fish and passing of the first player token, as well as uh, the most important thing, which is kind of just being able to trade items amongst yourselves and be able to sell stuff to the shop uh, at this point in time. So at the beginning of the season is kind of when you can sort of just like shuffle things around before you start doing the planning. The planning phase is when everybody takes their pawn and moves them to a spot on the map. So on the map, there is a bunch of different locations. Each of these locations has multiple actions on them or potentially multiple actions because there are some that's just like, oh, you just fish here in the ocean. Uh, but there are potentially multiple actions in them and they're connected via little roadways. So in the planning phase, you got to st- you, you sort of def, uh, confer with your colleagues as to where you want to start because in the actions phase, which is the next phase, you start with the first player and everyone gets either two actions in the same spot or they get one action in the spot they started at. They get to move along one of the routes and then like sort of pick up tiles along the way that are sort of scattered throughout the map and then do an action at the place that they ended up. Um, so this is kind of the uh, the main part of the game is just, uh, you know, planning out what you're going to do and then doing your actions in a way so that you can try to get yourself closer to completing these goals. Just a quick overview of what kind of like squares there are. So the different actions are things like being able to fish. There's like three different fishing spots. There's the lake, there's the river, there's the ocean and different fishing spots allow you to catch different fish on the track. Um, there's the mine where you can roll some dice and you can go confer on this little mine table and sort of just uh, you get rewards based 
on that and you can go deeper in the mine. Um, there is the, uh, there's the farm where you can try to tend to your animals and water the crops, getting you, you know, the thing that's going to make you money, which is, um, like eggs and turnips and stuff. Um, you can build, uh, build buildings, which is allowing you to expand your farm. You can buy animals, you can buy seed, and, uh, you can also try to make friends. Um, which is probably one of the weirder parts of the game. Uh, and then also there's the square that lets you go and uh, start to do things with the community center. So which is like, the community center is also kind of weird because all of the, what are they called, bundles, the, the goals that you are trying to complete for the community center start face down. So you actually have to spend hearts, which you get by befriending villagers to be able to even see what the hell's going on with these bundles, um, which makes things even more complicated in that way. Um, the villagers square is easily the weirdest because what you do is you go to the villager and you, and you say like, ah, I want to make a friend and you just flip one off the top of the stack and it's shows this villager. And it's like, oh, this person's, uh, uh, what's one of the names like Mia or something. And it's like, oh, Mia really hates mushrooms and turnips, but really, really loves eggs. And so if you happen to have an egg on hand or and actually anything that they don't actively hate, you can give it to them, and in return, you will get some hearts, which are a currency for the community center stuff, as well as they will just, like, hang around, and they'll be your friend. Yay, so now they're your friend, and that can play into some of the other shit that happens where maybe they give you a gift later on. Uh, it's weird just because, like, you don't know who's there, you don't know what they really like, and it's just seems just entirely bizarre that you just wander into the tavern and be like, hey, uh, do you want an egg? And they're like, yeah, all right, we're friends now. Uh, anyway, so you uh, you basically go through these, uh, you know, you, you go through these different sets of phases. Uh, everybody does their actions, passes to the left, um, and you carry on like that until until everyone has gone once, and then uh, then the the season's over. And then at the end of the season, there's some other stuff you can do, like you can try to dig deeper into the mine if you happen to have a bunch of stone lying around. You can try to get rid of those annoying Joja tiles. You can pet your animals, which makes them produce better eggs and stuff. And, uh, you know, you can also upgrade your starting tool. So upgrading your tool is kind of the way that you make yourself more efficient at doing things. So with Debbie's like super sweet watering can, you can water the crops not once, but two times or three, or when it gets really crazy, you get up to five and then it's like, oh, anything you plant that turn, you can basically just like take right off and send them right to the market or stuff them in your pocket for when you go to the tavern in a, in a couple weeks. Um, and so, yeah, you're basically playing this game in which you are doing your planning. You're trying to get all the resources that you need or achieve the goals. Yeah, so so the game is played like that. And what you're trying to shoot for is that you've got those four goals, which can range from, you know, build four buildings in your farm to things like have 12 friends. Um, so they're, they're all different in that respect. Uh, and then you also have to do the community center, which uh, each of the bundles, so each of the rooms has a different set of bundles to them. And they vary wildly in what they are actually, like what their goal is for each one of those. For instance, like the first one uh, that you, you always have to do them in order from left to right or reveal them from left to right. The first one is always having to do with these forgeables. So anytime you move, you can take tiles off of the the forging uh, square and um, you, you can you kind of have to hold on to those sometimes because like that first stupid thing in the community center really likes 
mushrooms off the ground. So you got to hold on to those to, to try to satisfy the wood spirit that inhabits the craft table or whatever. And so, yeah, you, you, to do these bundles, you have to sort of have this like real weird mishmash of stuff hanging around. And like some of them are hearts and some of them are food and some of them are ore and some of them are just, yeah, yeah, there's just a fish. There's a lot of fish going on. And so you got to be on your toes because you need a little bit of everything, but you also have to sort of specialize enough that you can get Krampus goals uh, in hand. And so you, this is that's that's the game, conferring with your colleagues to try to figure out the best path to completing the goals and open up every single room in that community center. Um, just trying to think if the in- interesting things here are for the mine I mentioned, like the way the mine as well as the um, getting getting uh, animal products as well as fishing are all done through dice. So there's these dice that are hanging around and you, you roll a bunch of those and depending on the symbols that show up, you will be able to, if you're on the fishing square and like the fish that you're trying to catch has the same symbols that you just rolled, you get to take that fish tile. Um, mining I mentioned was kind of like this little grid where if you roll like two hearts, then you get a a certain reward. If you roll like a heart and, uh, what the hell is that other thing called? The Junio. You, uh, you can sort of do one or the other because it's all laid out in like a, in a grid. And then animals is just like, if you roll an egg and you happen to have something that lays eggs, you get an egg. Um, Maybe it's just chickens. Sorry. Yeah, you roll these dice that have like chickens and ducks and geese oh my on them. And when you roll those, if you happen to have those animals, you get the product from them. Um, And then, yeah, so you're basically going around trying to make some money because there's a lot of stuff that takes money. So you get money from crops and animal products and foraging and yada, yada, yada. There's mining involved. You can also donate to the museum, which is something I forgot. So when you're mining, you can sometimes get these things and they are artifacts that you can put in there and maybe you get an item out of it. And sometimes they're grandpa's goals. There's a lot of shit going on. I honestly, there's just, there's just a lot. There's just a lot. The, uh, the main thing here is that you're just, you're just working together, you know, trying to, trying to do all these things, trying to do a little mining, do a little fishing, just having a chill time, you know, building up your farm. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, we only played it once. I don't really have the rule book in front of me. I'm trying to think if I missed anything. I think you hit no. all the main points. There's also like profession upgrades that you can get so you can get better at like picking mushrooms or fishing. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, end goal, four, four of grandpa's objectives and finishing the community center, all of which just take a like completely random collection of stuff on the board. Uh, basically, you have to be, yeah, like I said before, you have to be good at a few things and like pretty good at like a, a few other things. Like it's it's complete madness. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's hard for me to come up with a clear, concise way to uh, to explain this game. This is you know just farming and uh, there's a lot of different actions you can do. And uh, we spent a decent amount of time just conferring on what our plan was. I mean, that's the actions don't really take all that long. It's mostly just trying to figure out the best way to do things. Um, did I miss anything important? No, I, I mean, don't think so. I don't nothing important at the very least. There's kind of the four main things you have to do, and then there's a few side projects that may or may not be important. It's a very interesting uh attempt at uh putting putting a lifestyle game into a 2D version. Um it's I in in my eyes, it's like I the only way that I feel like I can explain it is trying to like compress 4D into 2D. Like it's a 
it's it's trying to do like a lot of a lot of things that seem very like inherent and normal in in a lifestyle game um, and trying to put it onto a board and put it into paper um, and give it a reason for existing I think yeah and it's and so it's a very I mean it's a very valiant effort I don't know that there's many people that would probably even want to take that struggle on do you know what I mean like it's it's just sounds yeah. like a difficult there's thing a lot of, to accomplish. It, there's a lot of things and there's a lot of sort of like nostalgia related to those kind of lifestyle Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley games. Mm-hmm. And in the game itself, like there's just a lot of stuff that you can just faff around with. Um, you kind of have your overworking goals. But yeah, in a board game, like you kind of need to distill it. And you need to have, because, you know, if everything has an action and, you know, with most co-op games, it's sort of like you're running against the clock kind of resource management puzzle. Um, if if something doesn't push you towards one of those end goals, sometimes there's no reason to bother with it. Or there's like, you kind of have to be like, well, you know, I could just do this, but uh, yeah, I guess we kind of need wood. So I'll go hang out at the lake even though I don't want to go down to the river, but we need wood. Yeah, and like the only way to get wood is to spend. Like you may, you may need, you may find yourself in the in the situation where you need to like, you feel like you need to do two watering actions or something, but somebody needs to go and pick up a log from the tree, and that requires you to move from one place to the other. So there are a lot of situations in which you sort of have to um, compromise on what your your sort of actions are. Like you you might really want to get some of these items that are hanging around that are, are are available from like the museum or um you can potentially get them from like the mine or something like that but if if grandpa's goals don't really line up with you just like spending your entire time uh chipping away at ore it's not it's maybe not the best idea and there's a lot of other stuff that you need to be <laughs> doing so you always have to be sort of sort of realizing like understanding that every every moment that you spend doing this one thing that you think is cool might be jeopardizing the whole endeavor. Um, and the committee will let you know if you do that. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I think, it, I think it is interesting what you said. Like it's trying to distill this, like, like, Stardew Valley has a ton going on. Like this doesn't really represent, this doesn't have like the combat in it. Um, it's got a very like weird way of dealing with the fact that in, in the video game, you're sort of going around trying to provide people with gifts so that they can be your friend. And it handles like the whole, whole way you can get marriage, uh, or sorry, the whole marriage situation is handled in a way that's like, Oh, if you get this item, you can just marry one of the people that you've made friends with. And then they become like an extra action, action to, token for you which is kind of fun um a little weird uh you know just like the four of you hanging out in your farm and then there's also like the one dude's husband yeah it's 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 interesting it's trying to do a lot of things and there's there's a a lot to i think for me there's a lot to like about it like it's i thought i i enjoyed our playthrough and i think it was interesting as well as it's not just a lifestyle game but it's also kind of the first instance that i can think of of a a game where you just sort of farm and you're not competing like i don't know if there's any other games where you're trying to build up something like this and you're not competing against each other for sorry competing against each other for spaces and for resources and stuff no not that i can think of you yeah. you're just uh you're you're competing against the collective committee <laughs> 
All right, just get it off your chest, man. You wanted to donate some stuff to the museum. I get it. I get it. Just but I mean, that's that's kind of a symptom of most co-op games, is there are optimal and suboptimal actions. Yeah, and I think with this, uh, you know, being our first go-through as well, you don't really know what those are, um, especially since, like, filling up one, because on the museum, like, there's there's A to H sort of... Uh, these these squares that are A to H, and so if you get a an artifact that fills up one of these holes, you can donate it to the museum. And if you fill up one of the columns that because there's like there's two columns worth of these uh, you know letters, um, you can get uh, an epic item, and they're actually pretty strong. I think like one of them just like let me move. It was a horse, and it let me move like two spaces or something. So there might have been something to us trying to accomplish those, but like we didn't know any better when we started. Um, also, I, th- I think that's probably why the um, the bundles start off hidden is to prevent people from getting too far into trying to plan the optimal route as well as like um, providing some mystery into what's going on because you'd never really know like you know you can you can look in the manual and you can figure out what bundle has which things in it. So like the first one has forgeables and then I think the last one has you need some ore. But you never really know which you don't know which one of those things is going to pop up. So any action that you take early on in the game can potentially be useful. So it's not like it's not like everything that you do is is sort of like, you know, I I think it I think that might help to mitigate the situation where someone who has played this a bunch can sort of order people around and tell them what to do because they know kind of exactly the best way to play the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, that element of mystery helps keep everything kind of being open as viable early on. Yeah, because it, it was kind of a, and I mean, we didn't we didn't really read. We sort of watched. Uh, what was it? Before it's played was the uh, YouTube channel. We sort of watched the uh, um, the the setup and how okay. to play the game in general. And uh, so we didn't really read the manual, but in the manual it has what the what the bundles are. And so we were shocked when we revealed the first one, and it was like you need spring forgeables, and so it's like mushrooms and stuff from spring, and it was like, but it's. It's summer, guys. Yeah, we've gone past oh, spring. We, we we gave everything away as friendship gifts. We gave everything away to that weird dude in the bar. <laughs> oh, f- oh, shit. Oh, no. That was that was kind of funny. But luckily, like, when you run into that situation, you can spend more hearts to be able to, like, replace that card with another one because you will find out that some of the things that you, you're trying to accomplish are just not possible. Um and so, so they've provided that mechanism to allow that to be, uh, to be, to be fixed up as well. But it was kind of a shock. It's like, oh my God, this game is ruthless. <laughs> like, mother, oh, I thought this was a chill game about farming. And this, this little, this little <laughs> Juno just came and kicked me in the balls. Um, he had demands. Okay. He wanted spring mushrooms. Got that right. Uh, so as the uh, resident miner, what did you think, Adam? Um, the, well, the mining was was fun um again like a lot of this game is is dealt with dice and i know how a lot of people know how i feel about dice but this game does come with reasonable methods of mitigation um there as the fisherman i know you get like re-rolls uh to some to some extent as you start upgrading your fishing rod yeah you get an extra re-roll per upgrade level there you go the mining, when you start upgrading your pickaxe, you can, if you, because the mining is done, which I, this is something I think is actually quite 
well thought out and really interesting is that when you mine, you um, you kind of you just figure out the coordinates on a on like this little grid. So there's um, it is a three what three, grid. three by three grid. Yeah, it's a nine square grid. So if you if you go to the intersection of the heart, that's in yeah. the first round, like that's in the first level. It gets bigger, though, doesn't it? No, nope. uh, no, nope. it's always three by three. it's always three oh, by three, okay. but they but they change the the rewards in the grid might change and sometimes the whole there's holes yes there's holes in the grid sometimes you just don't get anything yes sometimes there's a little skull face and that corresponds to what level of the mine you're in so if you're just fighting like that's that's to represent you fighting stuff and if so if you're just fighting slimes you don't get anything but maybe you kill a bug and then you get bug meat and then you need bug meat to fish and oh it's just just goes deep anyway carry on yeah the 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 pickaxe if you if you line up your pickaxe and you're like okay on the the vertical column i'm gonna use my heart and on the horizontal column i'm gonna check what the junio is okay well i'm gonna look at that Ah, okay maybe it's blank maybe it's not something i want okay let's flip it around on the vertical column i'm gonna go to the junio on the horizontal column, I'm going to go to the or the horizontal row, I guess. I'm going to go to the, the heart. Oh, okay. You know, I get uh, uh, a geode or something like that. It's it's interesting, and like Tom said, I think it's I think it's kind of neat that a lot of the stuff is interconnected. So you know, you're not like, oh, I got this crappy bug meat. It's like, well, no, not it's not really that crappy because. You need bug meat to go fish in some of the to get some of the stuff that you require. Yeah. Crab fishing, um, which kind of ties into the game. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of the game (laughs) on on uh, on stream and that. And I have never like I've, I've never played Stardew Valley, the video game until recently, at least not that I can remember that well. And I have and i'm i'm quite impressed with how it like has connected the dots now obviously when you're talking about the difference between a video game and a board game there's like you know there's no way you're going to be able to make it perfect but it's i i think it does a, a pretty good job at least from the little bit of the video game i've played compared to the little bit of the board game i've played i think it does a pretty fair job of of tying everything together did you know that Stardew Valley, the video game, was made by one guy? That's insane, by the way. I I learned that maybe not even two weeks ago, and I was absolutely floored when I when I heard that. Man, I made like a Twitch bot by myself, and I felt like king of the world. So I cannot imagine how much work <laughs> went into making this like a video game by yourself. That's insane. Seriously? Yeah. No. Uh. <laughs> Oh, I didn't really have anything else to say, honestly. Uh, Debbie, what did you, what do you think? What did you think of this game? This game so, of farming, getting the farm on. <laughs> I I don't I struggle with this game. I'm I mean, it's not the game. The game isn't horrible, right? If somebody were to ask me to play, I I mean, I very easily would would do it. Like, it's not an awful game, I don't think. Um, but there are aspects to it that I'm just. I'm not a fan of, and I think it's kind of, I think it kind of suffers from just trying to match the video game um, in a lot of ways and trying to kind of capture a lot of the, um, a lot of the bits 
that go into that game. Like there's a lot of aspects to Stardew Valley and there's a lot of, you know, exploring to do and there's a lot of kind of uh, noted characters and there's, um, but that's what, that's what allows a lifestyle game to, you know, uh, stick around, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's how you succeed with a lifestyle game. Um, and there's things that I feel like they did in this game to try to do the same thing. And I, I just, I struggle. Like the one, one thing is that every, after every round that you play, so there's four rounds per season, every round that you play, everybody goes back to the, um, to the farmhouse and you get to choose where you start. And I get that that's a thing in the game, right? You got to go to sleep. You got to go to bed. You always start and end in the same place. I mean, unless you pass out, if you like, don't let yourself get exhausted in the game. That's really annoying. Um, but when you, it's like, they're trying to mirror that in the game and it, it almost just makes it too, uh, too easy and too manipulative in my eyes. Um, there are obviously there are restrictions and there are things that kind of make it difficult. I'm not saying that there isn't. Um, but between that and uh, like each each person has a, a specialty, right? Like they all have their their thing that they do really good. Um, and I feel like some of them almost feel a little more fun and exciting than other ones. Um, so for myself and Tom, we spent the majority of the game bouncing between, I mean, two main sites uh, to buy uh, crops and water them. And you see the other players rolling dice and like trying to hit <laughs> these goals. And yet I'm just sitting there going, Kate, Tom, you buy them. You put them down, I'll water them, and then you sell them. I, I think I said this before the stream. Like It, it felt like two people, it, you, Debbie, and Tom, trying to run the farm while their two friends you know, kept trying to convince them that their hobbies of fishing and rock collection were, were worthwhile uh, while yeah. you two were bringing <laughs> in all the money and everything. Yeah. And it just, it, it seems very, like, I get it. I understand why they did that. But it just, it it makes it kind of stale in some ways, at least for me, it did. Mm. Um, and I found myself going and being like, well, you know, s screw this noise. I want to go roll some dice. I want to take some chances, you know, like, I want to see what I can accomplish. And you end up putting time into something that you're just, you're not good at. Um, and you, the chances of you getting what you, you know, what's needed are fairly low. And there's a very uh, distinct, I think, first half of the game and last half of the game, where the first half of the game, it's, you know, push, push, push for money. And then money just doesn't matter anymore. Like, I mean, <laughs> we stopped farming in fall. Mid-fall? No, summer, like mid-summer. Yeah, yeah. Because we just made a bunch of money because we upgraded our tools. It made it really super easy and almost kind of broken to just <laughs> walk over and manipulate the game in a way that allowed us to just mass produce a bunch of money. And then, you know, like there was a lot of times where I found that a lot of time was spent with us debating and discussing what we were going to do. But a lot of that was Tom and I going, yeah, okay, uh, uh, so, uh, what, what, what should I do? 
So I'll start here, and I'll try to get some eggs from the chickens. Then I'll go get some seeds. Maybe I'll pick something good up on the way, and I'll be able to plant plant using my special ability, and then I'll plant some more, and then you start off in the watering area. You water once, get a whole bunch of stuff, and then go make some friends. Like Yeah, and then at the end, it was like, okay, well, we don't need to do that anymore. We need to make a bunch of friends. And it was like, you and I just kind of sat there and, you know, I mean... Handed out produce at the tavern. <laughs> Yeah, like it just, it, it was, it just, it was a very, uh, a very separated beginning and end in my eyes. And it's, it's unfortunate when a game has, um, has a mechanism or has a, um, a function that just becomes a moot point. And then mm. you, you don't feel overly useful. And I mean, I realize we couldn't have won without the friends. Wouldn't have happened. Or, or all the money you made in early game. Right. But with that being said, I mean, moving from one place to the other is very different than rolling dice and trying to gain something and trying to hit a, you know, and and Adam kept, you know, being able to flip these event cards and, you know, like that was fun because you didn't know it was coming up. But I'm like, I had nothing (laughs) to do with that. I just kind of sat there and the friends don't really go anywhere. They don't really do yeah, anything. Just sit there. I mean, they tried to bring them in by by the gifts, you know, with the at the yeah. end of round. But it just like it just seems like they tried really hard to take uh such a convoluted game and not convoluted in difficult, but convoluted just in volume and try to like jam that into something that's really difficult. And I, it's not nearly as bad as World of Warcraft. So World of Warcraft did this a hundred times the, worse. The board game, right? Yes, the board game. They That board game didn't even come close to accomplishing. This one is very reminiscent of the game. I think I've played this game probably a lot more than Adam has. Um, and so it, it is very reminiscent of it. It's just, it's a really, really big ask. And I just, I don't know that it, I don't know if you can do it really well. Yeah. It it made me want to go play the video game, so it accomplished that much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking kind of the same thing, where it felt like specialization in co-op games can be good because it can make it feel like, you know, you're, you can go in and save the day by doing this or this. But in this game, it kind of felt like you were pigeonholed into a role, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right. Yeah, like kind of what you said. It's like, I could go fish, but I don't get any rerolls or special actions. So the chances, I'm just straight up gambling at that point. There's, yeah. <laughs> it's just Adam's straight up frustration at random dice rolls. Yeah. Uh, and so, and just one last thing, and then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm done. But the, the one thing that I noticed, so in the video that, that we watched prior to playing, um, the one thing that really stood out to me that I didn't understand in the beginning, and I kind of understand now, so they did not align their tools with their function. And I think that this probably comes more into play when you're talking about a two-player game versus a four-player game, because you can't have all the tools and you can't have all the specialties. And that's probably what makes this game better. I would imagine that this probably does play a lot better at two players where you can have one person that has a professional specialty and then they have a tool that does something different. And so you are now required in more than one place in the game. Oh yeah. A little more versatile. Yeah. And so, and that was one thing that I, I remember kind of, you know, like I saw them and, and it was the minor 
Um, no, it wasn't the miner. It was something else. He was like the gardener or something. And he picked the pickaxe. And I was like, well, why would you do that? Like, no, wait, that's backwards. He picked the hoe, not the pickaxe. And I just, it seemed odd to me why you would do that. In a four player game, it does not make any sense to pick something that doesn't align with your specialty. And I think that it probably is a hindrance to the game if you tried to do that. Like if you tried to like, let's say, randomize them for a little bit of variety. Um, I think it would actually hinder how this game plays. So at the time, I thought it was a really weird decision and kind of dumb. But it, it does sell to me the idea that this game probably does play better for interactability, uh, kind of incite excitement and, and stuff like that at a lower player count because you don't have everything and you just can't. Um, and so I don't know, like maybe in my eyes, maybe that would, maybe that would kind of throw a little bit of spice into the pot. I think you're right. Yeah. Like it just, I, yeah. So I don't like, I don't want to harp on this game really hard because I, th- I think that it probably does play really well at a lower count. But for me, at a four-player count, I, I def- it definitely lost my interest, personally. Yeah, and I think... Um- it was it was interesting too because like I was the forager and I had uh, I had been given the hoe as the as the tool and they really didn't have anything to do with each other either so no. I, I just ended up being really good at buying seeds I was like the master of seeds somehow <laughs> so I was just perpetually at the grocery store just buying turnips for everyone um, but then the forager upgrades were kind of lame from what I found, from what I hit on, it was like, oh, you can also get a wood as well as forage. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, it's useful, but I mean, it's just like walking from one space to the other. And then like you said, we're sitting there like raking in like 40 gold a turn while Adam and Justin are just like rolling dice and not and catching like fucking CDs out of the out of the ocean. It's like, <laughs> come on, could you guys do something? Yeah, Good I mean, Lord. We, we were out there playing a gambling simulator while you two were doing a hard Euro economic game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, I, I do, I do echo a lot of what you say. The other reason I wouldn't play this, I think, as a four player game is that it took us like three hours to do over tabletop simulator. I was like, woo, damn. Mm-hmm. That is, that is long for, uh, for a game about farming where you're did just it, like, did it planting feel crops. like four hours to you or three hours? Sorry. Um, Cause I was I think, surprised. I was like, when somebody, when I noticed the time, I was like, Oh my God. Like, I think I don't, I don't, I think that it was weird. Cause like the turns went mm-hmm. pretty quick. Like our actions went fairly fast. Like you said, most of the time was spent conferring with each other about whether I was going to buy the seeds and you were going to water or you were going to water. And then I was going to buy the seeds. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I guess that that's, that's the same thing. We were just never, never not doing that. Um, but like, most of our time was just spent like trying to figure out what our plan was. And I, and towards the end, I think that got, there was more just like talking about what our plan was because at some point, like Adam and Justin finally got on board with like what we were trying to, I mean, it wasn't that they got on board there. It's not like they got with the program. It's that what they were already doing became relevant as the bundles got revealed. It was like, Oh yeah, I guess, I guess we can give all of these like random geodes to the people in the tavern as well as like eventually the, uh, like that last guy in the boiler room is going to want these. So I think they just, they still just spent the whole time fishing and digging in the mine. Oh, for um, sure. 
but like towards the end there it was it became more more relevant too because we weren't just trying to make money and there was like more going on um and it felt like it was fairly snappy i remember drifting off a couple of times but i i like i don't think i was bored i just i don't have i don't know that i have time for a three hour plus game about farming where like it's not a a roller coaster fun ride the whole time like that's that's almost like two two to three two i'd say two missions of gloomhaven and i think i'd probably rather spend my time doing that um that's because just that's more up my alley but i do think like like once we get once you get to lower player counts and even board game geek kind of agrees with this is like one to three people is kind of where it's at two is where it's best and i think that's for the reasons you stated right is you're not being pigeonholed into doing one thing um which definitely definitely was a a drag and we only like i only started fishing towards the end because it was like the last goal we had and it was like well might as well we already have a thousand dollars there were no more crops to plant we might as well try to go catch a legendary octopus or whatever. Um, and so, so yeah, I basically didn't play either the fishing or the mining mini games the entire time. So mm-hmm. I, I can't really, can't really speak for those, but I mean, other than that, like it, yeah, it is, it's a weird one. Cause it, it took a long ass time. It didn't feel like a long time. And I do, f- re- I do recall us, or I do recall myself thinking like, we're not going to win this. Because we had we had like four of those bundles to do and like one of Grandpa's goals <laughs> yes. and it was like the middle of fall yeah. and I was like oh we're fucked but then you realize that once you hit winter you can't actually plant crops so you're just spending your whole time like uh, trying to get eggs out of your chickens and handing them to people at the tavern or using them to rebuild the community center so once you once you get towards those latter stages like the things go by pretty quickly because you're also you've also got the miner and the fishermen are just like pulling shit out of the ocean and like just mining up a storm like Adam was pulling geodes out like it was nobody's business and cracking them open in front of him like a fucking maniac and so we were we were just like flush with stuff there were sometimes we had to um we had to decide like well which one of these things do i want to chuck because we're just making too much material because mm-hmm. you have a limited inventory that you also have to sort of juggle so i was kind of surprised towards the end just how much stuff we were able to accumulate in a very short amount of time yeah and so adam you were super excited about this game yeah like you were like yeah you were really excited about this game yeah did it did it live up to um yes and no i mean at, at the end of the day we like we played the basic game, so we didn't even get into the advanced cards, advanced, um, like, there's, there's an entire another set of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's all the advanced... Um, events? Or, sorry, the uh, season cards, I think. Event, yeah, there's, like, advanced events and advanced job things and advanced requirements um, for Grandpa's Farm and all that sort of stuff. So, I'm... I mean... I I definitely agree that I don't know that this is great at four players. I don't know that it would necessarily be great at three players. Yeah, I think it's two player. I think it's a two player game. But with that being said, yeah, like I, I think I think two players is good. And I think with that being said, it it does capture enough of that vibe. Um, I wonder if it like I wonder at what point like I I wonder how much the advanced stuff adds. Just because there is definitely the potential of like diminishing returns on this, the more you play it, the more you're going to be like, oh, okay, you know, there, like there, there is just kind of a, it's a puzzle, right? And we're like, okay, well, we just do this and then we do this and then we do this, and 
this is generally speaking the best way to go about things. Uh, now the 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 randomized bundles and grandpa's wishes um, definitely change what needs to be done, and I I kind of like that. It I you know I I'm still I'm still pretty bullish on it. I still think it's I still think it's a it's a good game. I mean I'm I'm not going to be running out to pick it up as as like you know like before we played it i was i was like okay you know it's available in the states right now but it doesn't seem to be available anywhere else so i was talking to people down in the states and being like hey you know do you know if you can get a copy of this and then just like ship it up here to canada kind of thing blah 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 i'm less inclined to really pursue that further I'm but at the same time when it does become available in Canada I I definitely can see myself picking this up even just as a two player game and if that means that I get 20 or 30 plays out of it before it that diminishing returns is really kind of set in um then at that point maybe I pass it on to my brother-in-law or to my sister or to somebody else cuz I I think that this is uh I, you know, aside from the fact that it like it has a ton of moving parts, I mean, so does the video game, but it's it's part of the fun of it is just to try to balance out which levers need to get pulled and which ones can just kind of get left alone. Do we have anything else to say or do you want to give it a give it a number while you're here? Well, I can give it a number. Um, The, uh, the number, the number. On out on, 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 on a number that I would give it that falls somewhere between one and ten uh, would probably honestly it'd probably be like a seven point five. It's it like I I I hope that the advanced stuff adds more to it. Uh, but for what I saw, I I can see the potential there. Yeah, I I think it would be, I think it's gonna be really fun as a two player game. I'm at a seven point five. I think yeah yeah that's where I'm at. Um, how about, uh, how about you, Tom? Would you, would you keep this game if it were in your collection? Would I, could I, with a farm? That's right. Could I, would I, in a barn? Wow. Um. Watch out for the straw. Um, I'm, I don't know. This is, this is a weird one. Um, cause like on one hand, I think that it would probably be a good game. Like you say, lower player counts. I think it might be even good for like playing with my kids when they get old enough. Yeah. Um, cause like co-op games are kind of, you know, you can work together and you don't have people shooting at you and getting hurt feelings. But sometimes I wonder if that might be what they're into anyway. So that might be lost <laughs> on them regardless. Um, it's uh I think you're right in that it, it it like it's it's ambitious it's uh you know it's it's pretty fun I think I think at lower player counts would definitely be one to check out um when it comes to Canada I'll I'm, I'm I might look at the price point and see see where we're at and see how like all consuming my collection is because I think there could be a spot for it since I'm sort of uh, keen on on um, keen on co-op games and it's got a nice approachable theme the art's really nice um you know uh, and and uh and yeah it's i mean i mean i think it, i think it's a really nice nice little game it's a good attempt at trying to do like you say the uh video game to board game conversion it's got a lot of stuff to sort of keep you occupied and uh so yeah maybe when it does come to canada i'll keep an eye out um it didn't blow me away but i do think that it's a it's a nice 
little co-op game about farming and making some friends. I think the friends thing is definitely the weirdest thing <laughs> in the game because it's like it's all the it's all the downsides kind of of gambling, but like none of the fun of rolling any of the dice. And also it tries to like distill all of these characters into essentially like a good or bad set of traits like well why does this guy really hate animal products is because probably he's vegetarian or whatever um but like you know other than the the nice art and like a little thing on the bottom you don't really get why this person is the way they are and that sort of characterization that you'd get from the game so i definitely think the villagers is i don't know if it's the weakest thing but it's definitely like the strangest portion of this whole beast um but yeah i'd say uh, it, i mean if it was in my collection i would definitely keep it around because i think it's cute and it's probably reasonably fast when you're at lower player counts i could see it being a lot of fun especially with uh people uh like with my kids when they start getting older maybe you know uh, moving little dudes around and doing some farming um yeah as a as, as something that i don't own and probably won't be here for a while i don't know that i'll rush out but i'll definitely keep my eye out for sure uh, to see if there's any any uh any good deals on it um yeah, it's a, it's fun. I I enjoyed our playthrough, and for sure the time went really quick, even though it was excessively long for for what for what goes into it. Um, but yeah, it's it was a it was a good a good get for uh, for our little playthroughs. Uh, Debbie, so uh, I'm on a five point scale because um, Adam and I can't you know come together on these kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> so I. Given the playthrough that we had and the experience that I had, I would give it a three. So three is meh. Middle of the road, I don't, it doesn't make me jump up and down for joy, but I do think that there is a lot of potential for this game in a two player setting. I can't give it that, I can't give it that higher rating because I don't know that. And I, yeah, I just, I want to, I kind of need to see that for myself and I kind of want to see that. Um, so this is something that, you know, I, I can see if Adam, I mean, Adam brings the games into the house. So, you know, one day I'll come home and it'll be here. I, I look forward to the experience of playing it with my spouse, just because you do have to do planning and, you know, you really do have to work together to do all these different things and, and make that priority list. And, and I think that that will get accentuated when you're playing a two player game. So at this point, like I said, it, it really sits at a three. It's kind of meh, but I, I am absolutely looking forward to the potential of it being a two player game. Uh, Justin, what about you? Hi. Uh, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you there, Debbie. That never it's, happens. Uh, well, you know, once in a blue moon. <laughs> Unicorns. Yeah. It, this, I don't know. I, I think it, the game was all right at, at, at best. It kind of fell into a lot of the co-op traps of, you know, it, we all, you know, the, the, the group has decided that we need this and this, so this is what you must do. Mm -hmm. um, and the specialization felt more like pigeonholing than being like the, you know, esteemed fisherman or something. And because of that, it kind of felt like some of the roles were a little more blah than others. And even fishing and rolling dice, you know, the fish aren't worth much. Chances are you're not going to catch them. So you're not really making money. They're not really worth anything. So it's like, you know, this is a thing, but the only reason I'm doing it is because grandpa wanted that real big trout to hang on the wall. Um, 
He's dead. I don't think he wants to hang anything on well, his no, wall. Well, he, no, he, he wanted it. So oh, that, that was one of the right. things okay. he, he left to his grandchildren to, to fulfill for him. Got it. <laughs> uh, and that, that it kind of felt like a lot of the aspects of the game were basically just banking on nostalgia. If you put a different coat of paint on this game, I feel like I would have just been bored out of my mind. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's maybe it plays better with two people. I can see it being kind of a nice, long, kind of casual game you can leave out on the kitchen table and kind of, you know, play with one other person. But uh, with four, it just kind of felt like I was waiting to go fish again or go out into the mine. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's not a game I can recommend and it's not a game I would don't think I'll ever pick up. Um, it just it was just all right. Um, it made me want to play the video game, which is fun. Um, but that's about the best thing I can say about it. Uh, and I guess, you know, I wasn't ever really bored while playing it. You know, it had a decent hook. It just... Uh, it's not really something that I would ever rush out to play again. Uh, and that's that's about it for me. So uh, not going to get it. Uh, I'd probably sell it if I had it. And um, can't really recommend it. Maybe as a two-player game, but not sure. And that's about all I have to say about it. Yeah, and maybe based on our playthrough, the only recommendation to someone who's interested and is going to play their first game is maybe just random up the starting tools. Because I think that probably if we had like shuffled those around a little bit, it might have been less uh, less like you go here, you do this thing. Because may- maybe there's maybe there's a lot to just having everybody being a little bit more diverse than we sort of set ourselves up to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you you even sound bored just talking about it. <laughs> All right, get the energy up for the end of Ooh. the episode. Da 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 da. Okay. Um, no, what isn't that? That's a different song. Pretty sure. Uh, I don't watch hockey. Oh man, that uh, busy dad's gonna hate that. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you like this kind of thing, we've got lots of episodes, and uh, you can always do us a favor by sharing this around and stuff. Uh, That would be great. Thanks. Thanks in advance. And, uh, you know, uh, we we like doing this, and we'd like to make it go as far as we can, you know? so I'm yeah, if you have stop you for one Wh- second, because super important. Uh, <laughs> it's not an uh oh. We need to give a massive, massive shout out to Sam. Um, Sam sent us an email. Uh, is the one that actually pointed out uh our little our little snafu with the with uh, one of our episodes uh that went up and. Uh, uh, Sam actually told us fairly quickly, uh, after, uh, after the, the episode got put up. So, um, super nice to hear from people and to know that people actually, you know, um, you know, care and want to let us know that, you know, if, if something's wrong, if something's up, um, I, uh, yeah, I just massive, massive shout out to Sam. I think they also said something really funny that I should point out. Hold on. Cause I asked what they liked about us. Um, and I'm going to give you a little, a little snippet here. So, uh, Sam says you have a great blend of personalities and come well to or come together. Well, you all have good insights and good senses of humor that fill different buckets. You are goofy. Adam is jovial, Tom is dry, and Justin is the soft-spoken wild card who occasionally just slays everyone. So I'm not. Booyah. I'm I'm not dry. What are you talking about? 
It's like sandpaper over here. Yeah. No, and I, and I just honestly super appreciate that. It really does mean a lot to us uh, to to have people reach out. So massive, massive shout out to Sam. Thank you. For sure. Thank you so much, Sam, uh, for saving me from having my whole ass hanging out and uh, leaving an episode in a completely unlistenable state. Uh, Thanks to you. I was able to get it fixed up reasonably quick, although, you know, life gets in the way. And if you want to get a hold of us and tell me about the next technical difficulty that I need to fix, you can uh, send us an email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. And if you want to tell me directly that I've messed up an episode, uh, at Team Rage Tom on Twitter. You can also, you know, send us nice things. But, you know, if if I have, and I do, fuck up the episode, please let me know. Uh, Justin. Well, hey, if you want to get a hold of me and uh, talk to me about farming, uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. You can send me your favorite board game-related farm story. How about you, Debbie? <laughs> I don't have a farm story. At least not a board game-related one. Uh, you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. Um, like Tom said, if you want to get a hold of us as a group, you have a couple options. Uh, you can send us an email, just like Sam did, or you can catch us up on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We love to hear from you guys. You know, we we like to get that feedback to let us know what you like. Um, and if there's anything you think we should change, any games you think we should try, we're still online. So we do have access to a lot more games than uh, we will when we go back to our in-person playing the games we actually own. Uh, so yeah, hope to hear from you guys. Thank you. Adam? Oh yeah, and Adam. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't... Uh, no, no. Adam had to meet my... Adam had to meet my other husband, Sam, or Alex, or I don't remember what his name was in the was game. Dante? I don't remember. Wow. I don't know. But you got to meet my other husband. How exciting was that? Yeah, guys, if you are looking to get in contact with myself, you can catch me on all social medias at For the Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. You can also catch me on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win. I am getting a little bit of Stardew Valley mixed into the repertoire uh there right now we're currently pushing our way through yakuza like a dragon what a strange strange game um what a what a weird experience but at the same time i am honestly really really enjoying it what a great what a great little bit um yeah so come hang Thursday, Friday nights at eight o'clock Eastern time, Saturday, Sunday mornings at 11 a 1130 a.m. Eastern twitch.tv slash for the win. Come check him out. And uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. 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 Bye.